With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, everybody. Today is Saturday, March 11th, and this is the secret mass of money. Well, welcome again to another show. I hope you uh, are having a great Saturday, and I hope you had a good week. Um, thank you for everybody who gave me feedback on the last show. If you didn't hear the, the show two weeks ago, it was on the financial collapse of 2007, uh, and I, it was a fun show to do. It was, it was, I'm a geek like that. I enjoy getting into um, those types of topics. Um, so anyway, but thank you for the feedback. Uh, before we get into this week's show, my disclaimer, everything I say is my opinion. Um, I don't have any degree, I don't have any certifications in financial planning or financial management. Anything I say is strictly for entertainment purposes. And if you follow any of my advice, you do so at your own risk and not mine. This is just my opinion on things. So with that said, Let's get into the show. Now, this week's topic is what is risk? Um, and that's a hard, it really is a hard topic to, uh, to, 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 to discuss, uh, to talk about, because yeah, everybody knows what risk is. But do you really know what risk really is? And do you know how much it impacts you? Um, first thing, everything I looked up on risk, every, every, when I was doing the research, every definition of different kinds of risk had one word. Probability. The risk is the probability of something going on. What does that mean? Say if there, I use it in a sense. There's a probability, there's a 50% or 70 or 80% probability that this will happen, that some event will occur. Um, if there's a 2% probability, then people call that safe. There's a, a, a 82% probability, you know, it could be called risky. The, the thing about risk, there is no real table. There's real, no, no real scale of what is risk. Okay, somebody, they can, you know, man, we do stuff. We'll throw it on charts and say, well, this is risky because it's over here. And everything but of this we consider high risk. Here's medium risk. And here's low risk. And they're arbitrary numbers that we, we pull up. Now, one thing you ought to understand about money and, and big, uh, how Wall Street and the banks and everybody, when they talk about money, they always talk about what's the risk. I'm one of those kind of people, you know, I study statistics and all of that, and I understand it, but at the end of the day, there's a 50% risk of two things. If you got two things to choose from, it's a 50% risk that one of those things is going to happen, period. By itself, it either will or it won't. you got three things, three options, it's 33% chance. Um, I don't while I recognize, while I appreciate when people say something is very risky or not very risky, um, I think we're sold sometimes, in my opinion, we're sold a bill of goods. Here's the thing about risk. Let's talk about kinds of risk. You ever see those people that are uh, working on a building and they're, you know, 180, 190, 200 feet in the air and they're walking around the catwalk and they're constructing a building? You know, you look at pictures of um, 
the uh, World Trade Center being built or different skyscrapers being built, you see these people walking around, and they're taking a risk because, you know, they could fall and die. The higher you up, the, the theoretically, the more risk you're taking. So those people are compensated for that certain level of risk. Uh, skydiving. Um, you're a skydiver. You do a lot of skydiving, a certain amount of risk. I used to work for uh, a, a pretty large insurance company for years, and it's all about risk. You know, the, the actuarial tables and this and that. Is, what is the risk of this happen? You know, uh, we are paying for our risk. The thing is, um, with risk, particularly when, you get, when you're talking about money, um, if you're trying to make money, you're trying to make a lot of money, you can be very, quote, safe, or you can, you, can, you can buy safe investments, or you can buy risky investments, or you can buy what people consider to be somewhere in the middle. Uh, why is investment safe? Like, government bonds are safe. because Why? Because there's very little chance of our government or a government, depending on who you're buying from, uh, defaulting on those. At the same time, a few years ago, this country, we did default on some of our bonds, on some of our obligations, and that was a whole political issue. It wasn't that we ran out of money, um, I don't think. But my, my point is, with that, it's – go back. Go back a couple of years, 20, 30 years ago maybe. A guy named Mike Milken came up with these, uh, what they call junk bonds. And they were basically bonds that were issued. And what a bond is, is you buy the bond and they say over a certain period of time, we're going to give you a certain amount of money, and then at the end of the time, we give you money back. Uh, the risk there is will the company that's backing those bonds, will they be around in 10 years or 20 years to pay you back what you gave them? But also, will they be able to make their payments every a quarter, a month, or whatever it is. Um, so that's the quote-unquote risk. Um, personal life, your risk, people evaluate you, your riskiness based on, you know, we have a, a thing called a credit score. The credit score is pure and simple. What is your risk? You know, when, when you get offered, a, um, when you get offered a, a, a credit card in the mail, They'll pull a credit rating. That rating, whether it's 500, 600, 700, 800, whatever it is, it's a, 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 an evaluation of you, of your they call credit worthiness, but it's the risk that they've assigned a number to say, well, the likelihood that you would pay back this money that we loaned you, that's basically what they're uh, looking at. Okay, it all boils down to that one little number. That's your riskiness. Um, so risk, I mean, it's all over the place. Here's the thing. We take risks every day. You drive to work, you take a risk. Um, you get up, you take a risk. Uh, the risk that you might get up and fall out of the bed or step on something that go flying across the floor. Um, you know, people say it's, it's riskier to drive a car than to uh, fly in an airplane. Uh, yeah, it is. It's statistically speaking, you get into all these crazy numbers. And I mean, I understand why we have a lot of numbers sometimes. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not poo-pooing math and what we're looking for. But when it comes to risk, particularly with your investments, you have to decide for yourself, A, what is risky? Um, 
and B, how much you're comfortable with assuming. Um, you know, there's this term in investing called, you know, blue, blue chip stock. Those are the, the, the best of the best. You buy those companies, you'll never go wrong until you do. Okay, there was there's this company in, in the company. There's a movie in the market in the in theaters right now called Gold, and it's a you know, I told it's a true story about thirty some years ago. These guys found a gold mine, and everybody just threw money at them, and come to find out there was really no gold there, um, but they were a great company to invest in. Um, people make millions every day investing in risky investment because of the other side of the probability. You know, you got the, you know, say if somebody says this person, this, 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 um, this company, say, okay, this company, you buy a bond, and they say, well, this company is very risky. They have an 80% chance of defaulting. So that means out of 100, if you bought, a, if there were 100 companies exactly like this, 80 of them would fail would default on their bond. 20 of them wouldn't. Okay, that's the thing. 20 of them wouldn't default. Okay, um, there's the other side of risk. It's an arbitrary number. I'm sorry to say that. I mean, you there's all kinds of scientific calculations to come up with it, but risk is an arbitrary number. It is not, it's, it's just a number. Somebody decided, here's a formula for determining what risk is. Uh, and Here's if you if the number is here, we will say it's in the risky range versus the non-risky range. So, um, let's talk about risk from the standpoint of investing. From the investing standpoint, um, the banks will tell you to put your money in a bank because that's where it's safe. Okay, that's where if they tell you to put in six months of salary. They'll tell you to put it in the bank because it's safe. Your money is safe with us. You notice, I read an article years ago. They talked about how banks, most banks uh, have, you know, their structure of the actual bank, the, the building has pillars, and it shows uh, strength. And that was a design aesthetic that they used to imply that we are strong and we are going to be here forever and blah, 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 blah. The mind games, like when you go to casino, it ain't no clocks or windows. Okay, that's just how it is. Um, I'm hoping my Facebook link doesn't go. I'm trying my old iPod to do this show with it. I'm praying to God it doesn't go. If it does go, I'm going to keep recording, and I'll hopefully pop back up. But anyway, um, so so again, that's the risk. That's that that's that's the risk we're talking about investing in stocks. Um, what is a risky company? I said this. Don't let anybody tell you what a risky company is. Penny, penny stocks. People, people put things into general, generalizations, and they'll say, well, penny stocks, those are companies that are real risky and, you know, blah, blah. Maybe so. But here's the thing about even penny stocks. Penny stocks, you buy a penny, you buy a stock for four cents. It go up a penny. You didn't make 25% on your money. Okay. Say, well, the chances of it going down are, 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 are pretty bad. Maybe, maybe not. Here's the thing. Probability takes into account, that, that, that risk takes into account that, yeah, even blue chip stocks, even blue chip companies will fail, and even companies that you don't expect to blow up will blow up. Nobody 
expected, who was it, Pokemon Go. You know, Nintendo came up with that out of nowhere. Boom, it blew up. People that own that stock, they didn't expect that. Boom, it blew up. The analysts didn't see it coming. Nobody did. And for like four months there, we were running around stupid, walking into fountains and everything because we were playing Pokemon Go. Okay? Hey, Latrina. Um, nobody expected that. Again, I, I, I invested in Enron. I mean, I didn't invest when it was up. I invested when it was like a dollar. But nobody expected that. So you can't always believe everything you hear the analysts say. The analysts are trying to keep you, quote, unquote, safe. They're actually trying to get paid. That's what they're all trying to do. You understand that. Analysts are trying to get paid. But when you start invest, if you want to invest in stocks, there ain't nothing wrong with penny stocks. A penny stock is just, it's just a price. It's just a number. It is, that's all it is. It is just a number. Okay? Um, I'm talking about money, baby girl. That's what I'm talking about, risk. But... People, you know, here's the thing. People on Wall Street and in business, they make millions of dollars every day on one thing, playing the other side of risk. That's an 80% risky investment. Boom, they jump on it, and they find out. They, they do their homework, and they find out they're in the 20%. Remember during the last, probably some of y'all are too young to remember, but during the financial crisis, 2007, when everything went, to, went to, down the toilet, Ford, GM Christ, all of them had government bailout coming in. Ford didn't take any money. GM took a bunch of money. Chrysler took a bunch of money. The government came to Ford and said, uh, here, we're going to give you all some money. Ford was like, nah, deuces, we cool. We, we, we don't need no money. But Ford was a risky investment. I jumped on a Ford. Why? Because I said, these fools know something. They know something about their finances, that it ain't as bad as everybody's telling everybody it is. Okay, you can mitigate risk by doing some 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 research, and I'm not talking about doing six months worth of research. It took me 20 minutes to do some research on Ford, maybe even less than that, 10 minutes to do some research on Ford, and I realized that if there were 80% probability that they were probably in that 20%, and I dumped my money into Ford. I made a little bit of money off of that, but it was still risky, but. You can mitigate that risk, and, and the thing about risk is, remember, it's just like when they give you a credit score. You got a credit score of 600, 580, real, you know, 400, whatever it is, and you apply for a credit card, and they talk to you on the phone, and they tell you, well, you know what? You're a risk, so we have to charge you 29% interest rate. Why? Because there's a big probability that you might default, that you might not pay us back. So for us to assume that risk, we're going to charge you a lot of money. Okay. Well, here's the thing. If you get the credit card and you pay it all back, you paid them extra for nothing. They got their money back. So they say, well, no, you did pay it back, so we probably shouldn't have charged you as much. We're going to give you some money back. They're not going to do that. Same thing, you know, with, with, with I talked about insurance companies. When they have, uh, when they talk about, you know, the probabilities and the, and the tables, the, the, the um, actuarial tables on when you're going to die. They say a person 97 years old has a higher probability of dying than a person 25 years old. Well, if you took all the 97-year-olds in the world, took all the 25-year-olds in the world, the 25-year-olds, y'all, y'all dying. You know, let's, let's keep it real. Uh, 97-year-old folks are dying too. But if you on the other side, of, you know, say it was a 90% probability, you'll be dead in a year. What is a 10% probability that I won't be dead? You know, so 
my point is, you're, 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 you know, I'm, I'm rambling around that. Apologize. Risk is one of those weird topics. But you pay people, or people, you pay people because they say you're a better risk. What do you do? Well, first of all, you do get, you know, get your credit score up. Um, you show a record of paying for your stuff. That's one way to mitigate your risk. Uh, you, you know, people say, well, I go to the bank and they offer me 16% interest on my, my loan, and this guy down the road got 8%. Well, he has a, quote, track record of paying stuff on time. You might be totally committed to paying this bill on time, and you will pay it on time. But the bank is going to look at your record and go, well, you're a risk, okay? So risk, is, it's, it's, it's real, but it's hard to quantify. So that's why we've got all kinds of credit ratings and, and rating agencies just to quantify risk. You can make money off risk. Okay, if you're willing to assume, quote, some risk. Risk only comes into play if somebody defaults. Remember that. It only comes in. It's only an issue if somebody defaults on the loan or something. That's the only time risk is really a factor. Other than that, you're paying for nothing. Okay, you're paying for for um, somebody assuming that risk that is not real. So, it's in a lot of companies' best interest to call you a risk. Why? They would call people risky because of where they live. History, we've done that in history. Well, you live in this neighborhood, and we've shown that people in that neighborhood don't pay their bills. Really? What's my record show? It's irrelevant what your record shows. Anything that a company can do to put you in a risky category and charge you more money, Let's be honest, they're going to do. They, you know, if you're a loan shark in the street, not that none of y'all is, but if you was a loan shark in the street and somebody said, that, you know, I need to borrow $100, and you're like, yeah, okay. But since you're coming to me, that means you can't get the money nowhere else. I mean, you're a risk. So I'm going to charge you 38.5% interest, you know, due tomorrow. Why? Because I can. Okay, because I can charge you that. Okay? That's it, because I can. Because you need this money more than I need this money. And you won't pay me for it. And because I got you everybody short and curly, I'm going to twist it a little bit. Okay? Um, don't get me wrong. If some of y'all ain't paying your bills and y'all messing it up for the rest of us, all right, that's, that's a valid issue. But first of all, like I said, pay your bills. You know, we did, we did a show. I did a show about a month ago on how to create a personal budget. Create your personal budget, people. Sit down, look, right now you got your taxes back. Don't do nothing stupid with your tax money, please. Put something in the bank. Put Save something. Put something in an investment. Put something. Buy something. Buy an asset, okay? Increase your assets with your, with your tax return if you've got one, okay? But sorry, I digress. We're talking about risk. Um, but, you know, pay your bills. That's how you reduce your number. That's how they reduce your money. Hey, Stacey. That's how you reduce your, your, your credit rating is pay your bill, okay? Um, just because you get all, all of those, those – here's a crazy thing about credit agencies, reporting agencies. They'll ding your credit report because somebody checked it. Think about that. You ain't take out no money, but for some, because somebody checked your credit rating, they're going to ding you. They're going to lower your credit rating because somebody checked it. That's just stupid. I'm sorry. That's just stupid. Okay, that's like you're not going to date a girl because five other dudes asked her out and her quality is lowered. That's stupid. 
okay? But pay your bills. That's number one is pay your dog on bills because, again, you mess it up for the rest of us. Um, don't take out, just because you get all those credit offers in the mail, don't take them out. Um, people will throw money at you, and, and it's really, you know, we'll, I'll get into credit cards at another time. But believe me, if they could give you 20 credit cards, they would give them to you because a couple of things. One, because you go buy something if you got it in your pocket. Uh, another thing, even if you don't buy it, you know, American Express, they charge you, what, 25 50 or $80 annual fee? I don't even know what it is now. Um, they got you on the for that annual fee. Um, here's something I'm talking about, Bruce. I went shopping this morning, and I was talking to a guy in line. And we, I do a show on coupons, but I use coupons. Now, there are tons of coupons out there. Here's, what, here, here's, a, here's a perfect example of, of risk. There's a tons of coupons out there in the Sunday paper, online, all over the place. But what does everybody say? I ain't got time to do coupons. So the coupon companies have very low risk of losing a ton of money. So what do they do? They put the bomb diggity coupons out there. They put 50% off. They put $9 off on a $10 item. Why? Because they know... 3% of the people have historically used coupons. And they, they'll give it to them 3% because they can say, well, we offered the coupons. Everybody, nobody took them, okay? This is when I talk about playing the other side of risk. If they say 3% of people use coupons and 97% don't use coupons, being the 3%, what's the risk? It's a probability. Being that 3%. If you're in that 3%, you're going to make out like a bandit and a half, okay, because nobody else is doing it. Just like with investments, anything when you go contrary to what conventional wisdom is on any investment, you're going to make a lot of money um, if it doesn't go south <laughs> um, because it's, quote, risky. So a lot of people won't get into it. So a lot of people won't jump to it because it's risky. Now, a lot of times, fund advisors, the people that are telling you that something is too risky, that's what they're putting their money because Instead of getting a 4% return, they're getting 44% return. I was at a financial seminar, and this guy asked the question, how do, we, you know, how do I get a good return by reducing risk and reduce risk at the same time? They go hand in hand, okay? Stock prices are not put like this. Okay, you buy a house. That's a risk. People buy houses for different reasons. Some people buy houses to sell them back. Some people buy houses like that. I ain't moving. I don't want to move. I'm, I'm scared because I hate moving. It sucks. So I move. I'm in my house. I'm good. I ain't ever moving again, God willing. Um, but some people buy houses with the intention of selling them in a few years, moving out. Some people refinance. I talked to somebody this morning, refinancing their mortgage. And they're like, well, a couple of years, I'll refinance it again. They're taking a, quote, risk that a whole lot of things are going to go well. Um, but if you buy a house, that's, you know, the bank is, 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 is being, you know, they're assuming that you're going to pay this back over 30 years or, you know, whenever you refinance. But you're taking a risk, uh, particularly if you're buying something and your reason for buying that house is because you expect to sell it in two or three or five years. You expect the price of your house to go up. You expect that you won't trash your house so that it will be worthless. Um, but you're taking, quote, a risk, okay? If the risk pays off, you're good. You know, if they say, well, there's a 70% chance that the prices won't go up, you're in that 30%. You're good. Remember that there's always that other percentage. There's always that other percentage. There's always, and on that other side is people making a ton of money. Okay. Um, um, 
angel investors that do um, invest in companies, you know, when they're, when they're startups. Uh, they go to angel investors and they go to these people who early investors, they call them or whatever, who they invest in these little companies. They've invested in, you know, places like Facebook and Twitter and all these big companies you see now. At one point, there were two guys in the garage or two guys in the dorm room or three girls in, 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 in the library coming up with a company. And they're running around trying to get people to buy into their idea. And people took a, a chance with them because it was like, you know, the statistics show that only one out of every hundred startups actually go public or whatever. They best invest in them, but they invest in a bunch of them. Why? They ain't got to hit but one or two, and they're golden. You know, if you ever go to Timeshare, if you ever, if anybody owns a Timeshare, and you go down and you see that line where they're giving the free tours, and they got lines around the corner, they're lining people up giving them free tours. And they're feeding them, and they're like, why are they spending all this time? But they ain't got to hit it but one time. They ain't got to hit but one, and it pays for everybody else's breakfast. They're taking on that risk. They say only one in 100 people will do X. Well, we don't need but one in 100 people, and we're rich forever. Okay? So my point is there's always that other side of risk. Don't get caught up. Don't, no, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't go out and just throw your money every risky thing you can find. Um, but you do a little bit of research. You do five minutes research on any company. Uh, you can determine for yourself if, forget how risky they are. Simple question to ask yourself, do I think this company is going to go out of business? That's what you guys say. Do I think this company is going to go out of business? This company ain't going out of business. Maybe I'll take, take a chance on them. Take a chance. That was in a movie once where some uh, robots uh, took over. And, and the reason they took over is because somebody imported it into the code, take a chance. That simple message, take a chance. Some people are, quote, conservative with their money, and they want to keep, they want to make steady gains. And if you have a long time horizon, means you're 21 years old, and you're talking about investing over the next 40 years, and you want to be very, you want to be, um, very conservative, you want to buy, quote, safe investments, and you're content with 2 or 3% a year, um, you can do that. And I'm not saying anything wrong with that. But if you're somebody, you know, like I said, for me, money in the bank, uh, I put the money in the bank that I will need in the next week. Okay? I don't need half my income in the next week. You know? Uh, I put the money that I won't need in the next week, I try to put it to work for me. You know, I'm not saying it always works out, but I mean, we'll talk about my portfolio one of these weeks. I'll just, I'll let you show you what I, what I own and what my return has been. Um, but risk is not the boogeyman. That's my point. Risk is not the boogeyman. Risk is not something that you need to be afraid of. You know, you take a risk every day in everything you do. You take some risk. Okay, what level of risk that is is hard to quantify, in my opinion. Yeah, we can come up with all kinds of numbers and statistics, but 50-50, either it will happen or it won't happen. What's the likelihood of this event happening? Either it will happen or it won't happen. Okay, I can go do research and decide for myself if it's more likely that it will happen. But at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. It will happen or it won't happen. Okay? So don't be afraid of risk, I guess is my point. Don't be afraid of it. Don't feel that you have to avoid risk at all costs because you're taking risks every day. Just understand the risk. 
Okay, any investment you do, just understand what the possibility is of this company. Of, of what's the possibility of the event you're hoping for not happening? What is the possibility of it? That's what risk is. The, it's a probability. It's just a number. It's man-made calculation. You know, standard deviation, all these tukey charts, all kinds of crazy things to d- determine. But at the end of the day, none of those charts are going to determine the outcome. It is what it is. Somebody would have said two months ago, what's the, what's the probability of the Falcons winning the Super Bowl? Somebody would have said at halftime of the Super Bowl game, what's the probability of the Patriots coming back? Probabilities are irrelevant because they did come back. Okay? What's the pro- Every Sunday they run probability. What's the probability of this team beating that team? But they still play the game. They don't base it on probability. They still play the game. And that's what you got to remember. Still play the game. So, yeah, risk can be avoided, you want. Um, but just remember, more than likely, the people that are advising you are probably taking some risks. And they'll say, well, I'm at a different point in my life. And, you know, yeah, okay, all of that aside. Decide for yourself. What, how you, how comfortable you are with any investment. Don't just blindly listen to somebody who doesn't have your vested interest at heart. Okay, don't do that. Um, so anyway, wow, this was this was one of the hardest shows I had to do because risk is. I mean, I've went brought some notes, but risk is one of those weird things to discuss because there's really nothing there, and it, it's a lot there. Um, but anyway, everybody who stuck with me, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We'll be back in two weeks um, doing another show. should be at 10 o'clock, like this one. Um, but I go back and listen. It's on YouTube, and it's on his Facebook page, the, uh, the 2007 Financial Crisis. So anyway, with that, Ms. Powell, thank you so much for joining as well. Everybody have a great week, and I will catch you soon. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 